God with us. That's what I've entitled this talk. God with us. And we took the Bible reading from Colossians 3, 12 to 17. Who is God? We all think that we know who God is and how our lives are affected. Unfortunately, because we are mere humans, we can't even understand who he is or how he does what he does. The majority of the world doesn't even recognize that there is a God, let alone worship him. Today, we will seek to look at God, who he is and how he works in our lives and how prayer is the essential ingredient what's it essential Essential. yes what (laughs) okay essential can you all say that essential (laughs) God is a spirit he is infinite and is a non-material personal being self-conscious and self-determining which tells us that his attributes are unlimited This means that he is omnipresent. Now, for those who don't know what omni means, it's the Latin for all. Teaching us that God is everywhere and that he is all present in this world and in the universe simultaneously. No wonder we can't understand him. We know him. We believe in him. We trust in him. But he's God, that's why he's God. There is nowhere that God cannot be. As we read in James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And when we talk with God, he is present with us. The patriarch Jacob, when in the wilderness, saw a vision of God and cried out in wonder, surely the Lord is in this place and I knew it not. That is our problem. We are too busy with our own lives that we fail to see him. God is here all the time. We can only know his personal presence in our lives if we surrender to his spirit and as we cooperate with him in loving obedience. God is here. Whoa! He's here because he is in our hearts, he is in our lives and we are part of him. God is infinite, unlimited in his power. First of all, he is everywhere. He is unlimited in his power, points to his omnipotence. This is ability to do with power all that power can do. He controls all the power that there is or can be. Now, we think we've got a lot of power. Some of the young guys get a new car and they're like, oh, great, what power behind me here. <laughs> we see these guys as we just shot up to fix up the station up the top, satellite station. That's a lot of power to get that rocket up there. Huge amount of power. Man-made power. 
We can remember with sadness the Second World War ended quite dramatically with power, atom bomb, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, sad. That's what we can do. But that's not God's power. He is infinite. God's power working in us. Psalm 90:17 says, Let the favour of our Lord be upon us and establish the work of his hands upon us. Or, Lord, treat us with kindness and let it all go well for us. Because our days are numbered, we want our work to count, to be effective, to be productive. The Apostle Paul prays that God by his power may fulfil every good purpose and every act prompted by our faith. We may have all kinds of things that we want to do as Christians, yet somehow never get around to do all of them. The truth is that unless God works in us and through us, they will not bring any long-term fruit. Unless the Lord builds the house, its builders labour in vain. We need to look at our agenda and priorities Seek God's direction, so by his great power he will bring our good purposes to fruitfulness. God is infinite in his wisdom, omniscient, which is all science, and the way it goes there, but it's omniscient, which points to his self, all knowledge. He eternally knows that he has known Sorry, we'll try that again. He eternally knows what he has known in the past, present and the future. We have with the internet more knowledge than we ever had before. But still it will never surpass what God knows for he is the creator. He is the one that's done all this. He is total knowledge. God's providence In Proverbs 38 we read, Give neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. That verse is talking about if we are poverty, it's not good because we're saying, God, why am I like this? And then if we have riches, I don't need you. I've got everything I need. I don't need you, God. Just give us what we need. Give us our daily bread. Jesus didn't teach us that God would sell us our daily bread in exchange for our service. We must know that without God we have nothing. We are totally dependent on him for our very existence. Do we believe that? Have we ever said, I can do without you God, I can do my thing? I can work my life. Look what I've got. I'm handling it all right. No. The Bible tells us that we can rely on him to supply all our needs according to his riches and glory. God makes the rain to fall sometimes. I'm going to call on you, volunteer to pray after I've spoken so we might pray about the fires in our country and those who have been devastated by it. Sometimes 
so that the crops can grow, giving us food to eat. He supplies our clothes and gives us shelter. He has also provided for our salvation by sending Jesus to die that we may be included in his family. We have no doubt heard many stories where urgent needs have been supplied. God continues to give us miracles. I'm going to tell you a story about a miracle. I know that God gives miracles all the time. We are a miracle. The fact that we are breathing is a miracle. A man, a Methodist uh, missionary by the name of E. Stanley Jones wrote a number of books. He wrote one called The Way. A family had given this to a young man who had been given this book uh, as a relative uh, when he graduated from university. The relative hoped it might help him in life and bring him to the Lord. But the young, young man never read it. He kept it with other unread books on the top shelf of his bookcase. Although he shifted house many times over the years, he always put it back on the top shelf and never opened it or read it. Then a time came when his life folded in on him. Everything went bad. His marriage was broken, his business was ruined, and he was in shame. He decided to commit suicide. He emptied out a whole bottle of tablets, but they were too dry to swallow. He needed water. On his way to the bathroom, he skidded on a mat and fell to the floor, bumping against the bookcase. A book fell down, hit him and fell open at his feet. He looked at it. It was the way. And it had opened at a page which he read, you can get up from where you are now, for God has a future for you. The man later told Dr. Jones, I sat down on the mat and read the book through and through. And I threw away the tablets and started a brand new life. God has always a way of showing us his way and calling us because he has a plan for our lives. God works in mysterious ways. You could say crazy ways some way, but he gets our interest. He gets us moving. The way. God's point of view. In John 17.10, Jesus is praying for his disciples, saying, All mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. What does this verse mean? God's glory is a revelation of his character and presence. We are his ambassadors on the earth and we need to show the world who Jesus is by the way we live. Do we live up to that standard? Some people pray and long for the experience of being sanctified, which means to be dedicated, sorry, means to be separated from the world and consecrated to God. The process can take a lifetime of dedication, starting at our conversion and only being fulfilled when we are in Christ's presence. There are, of course, 
people through the centuries that have separated themselves and have lived their lives giving over to Christ, just as Jesus was separated for his work. The question is, are we prepared for God to use us totally for his work in us? God's gift of love. 1 Corinthians 13, 7, we read, Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. The purpose of love is to give and to give all without bringing harm to the one receiving this love. For God so loved the world. The thought that God wants everyone to acknowledge who he is and obey him has not been accepted by the majority of the world's people. God the creator gives gifts to all. He shares the goodness of his world with all its inhabitants, whether they believe in him or not. But God's gift of salvation can't be given to those who close their hearts to his call. God's gift of prayer is available to all who open their hearts and let him enter into their lives. God's plan for prayer. In 2 Thessalonians 3.1, pray for us that the word of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. God, through Jesus, has fully opened the way for us to talk with him one-to-one through the power of prayer, enabling him to direct us as he enlists in our cause, as we enlist in our cause. Every moment, every movement for the spread of the gospel must be created and inspired by prayer. The Father says to all who those pray on earth, you are my disciples on earth to carry on my cause. I am the Lord of all, the maker of all, the Holy One of all. Tell me what you need for my work and I will supply it. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith according to his will. D.L. Moody writes in his book, Prevailing Prayer, How often we go to prayer meetings without readily or really asking for anything. Our prayers go all around the world without anything definite being asked for. Many people would be greatly surprised if God did answer their prayers. The story is told of a very eloquent man leading a prayer meeting. There was not a single petition in the whole prayer. A poor, earnest lady shouted out, Ask him something, man! How many times do you hear what is called a prayer without asking? Ask and you will receive. When do we pray? Sometimes we only pray when we are in trouble or our prayers are full of standard phrases that really do not sound like anything that should be said in an intimate talk with our Heavenly Father. As we have said, we need to set aside a time each day away from the noise of life to talk with God and to be quiet and listen to his voice. The mother of the famous brothers John and Charles Wesley, you've probably heard this, always found it hard fitting in time for devotions. 
with two young boys keeping her busy. She would pull up a chair, sit down with her Bible, cover her head with her apron and spend that time with her Lord. God with us in in our daily lives is something that should be cherished and nurtured. Remember that he not only loves us and wants to be part of our lives, he requires us to be to lead a life that honours him and obeys his commands. Let us be so personally involved with our Heavenly Father that our lives will change and we will see things differently each day. Remember that we are God's mouthpiece and he needs our faithfulness. We can talk to God anytime. We can talk to him right now. We can talk to him without opening our mouths. We know we can talk to him from the heart. We need to do that. How do we live day by day? Some rules for holy living. One, imitate Christ's compassion. Forgiving attitude. Forgive, Father forgive them for they know not what they do. Christ forgives us. We should forgive others. Two, let love guide your life. All the virtues that we are encouraged to develop should be perfectly bound together in love. Three, let Christ rule your heart. Be peacemakers in all seasons. Are we that? Are we always peacemakers? Or do we get angry? Want our own opinion voiced? Want it our way? Stop laughing, some of you are laughing there. I think there's something there. Be thankful to God first, then to others. Sorry. Be thankful to God first. My comma is in the wrong place. Then to others. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Five. Keep God's word in you at all times. Six, live as Jesus Christ's representative. Give him honour in every aspect and activity of our lives. Seven, what impression do people have of Jesus when they see or talk to you? Now we've got to think of ourselves. None of us are perfect. We all fail. We all try hard. Sometimes we very trying. We just pray that we, each one of us will realise that we are part of God's family and he wants us to be faithful down here, to be able to share our lives with others. That's not easy. We don't like doing that. We think we might be laughed at or people might say, oh, you're one of those people. Hmm. But we should really be striving with our new property in Denham Court. We're tied up with that. We don't know what's happening. Why has God taken us so long? But let us look at this property, what the possibilities are to reaching out to the community by having this property. A community garden, you name it. Whatever. You can think of all the possibilities we can have. And we need to be together. We need to be working 
praying, be involved, be there. We had a working bit the other week. We had four adults and two kids. This is your property. This is your future. This is your church. We want to be lively, awake, willing, wanting to share our faith, wanting to tell people who we are and who you are. This is our situation. The last word is, I've used this before, but I've just changed it slightly. Don't waste your time. Invest it wisely. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we do thank you that you have brought us into your family. We thank you, Lord, that you have given us a church family here that we can rely on, that we can deal with, and we can worship with, and we can have fellowship with. Lord, help us to be a worthwhile family, keen, wanting to spread your word around, looking forward to when you will move us to another position. Help us to honour your name in all the things that we do. We pray for Paul as he leads us as the pastor. We ask for your blessing on him. Help him to know your presence. Help him not to get frustrated because it's taking too long. Lord, we really believe that you brought this property. We really believe, Lord, that you have plans for us. and We pray that we might be together interested and caring and patient. Lord, just touch our lives, each one. We pray for this time together and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, before we have any songs, we... <laughs> she was good, she's good. I want to ask you to pray. If anyone would like to pray for the fires, the people who've lost lives, the people who've lost 680 properties, houses burned uh, we complain about <coughs> it's getting to me, smoke is shocking wish the smoke would go away it will go away but guess who's going to have to fix it not the fireies who's going to fix it? 